edition of the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about Vladimir Tarasenko, the sniper, the Russian sniper, part of the Russian mafia. Just an absolute legend in blues lore. Injured most of the season, but he could be making a comeback. Yeah, some optimism there. Yeah, saw him, saw him skating a little bit, so we'll talk about that, touch on that, yeah, what he means to this that. team. And uh, we're also going to get into some Super Bowl talk mm. because it's quickly approaching and the Kansas City Chiefs are in it. And we, we know a lot of our listeners are big Chiefs fans, are big football fans. So we thought, mm. what better time to address the subject than All-Star break? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Let's hop into it, Josh. How, how do we feel about uh, Vladimir Tarasenko potentially? Yeah, potentially. So if, yeah, making so, his gains in his rehab. So if you didn't, if you if you guys didn't see um, this morning, Vladimir Tarasenko blessed our feed with a cute little white girl boomerang on his Instagram story, <laughs> um, clicking his heels together like yeah, dirt. yeah. <laughs> he's got some he's got some untied skates, you know, wiggling them back and forth. It was real cute, but but. The, the real story there is that's the first really anything we've seen hockey-related since his injury. We knew it was – all we really knew was five to six months, maybe he'll be back around playoff time. Um, but, yeah, this morning, you know, opened up Instagram, clicked on his story, saw that he's wearing skates, and I'm like, oh, that's that's a good sign. Um, Great was, sign. It was, it, was a little, it was a little ambiguous, you know, didn't really know what it meant. Uh, and then let me find the, let me find the re- reply real quick. Uh, shout out to – yeah – Derek, oh boy, Derek Pechasek. I'm so sorry if I got that wrong. But he po- he replied to, I posted the video on Twitter, and he replied with a, a picture of who, what it looks like Vladimir Tarasenko and Sammy Blay skating around a little bit before practice, or before the official practice um, at the Blues practice arena, which is absolutely huge news uh that means tarasenko is ahead of schedule you should not be you know i don't know if i don't know if he was shooting or whatever but he had a stick in his hand he wasn't just out there with a you know learn to skate milk crate using it as a cane yeah right right he has a stick in his hand he's got his he's got you know tape on his tape on his knees and he's 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 looked like he's ready to go and it's it's very pleasant surprise for me. I, I wasn't expecting to see him back anytime soon out there on the ice. I'm sure he's still pretty far away from getting up the game speed because obviously it's his shoulder and you can skate with a shoulder injury. But, you know, there's it's no reason not to be optimistic about it, even if it means he's not coming back to the playoffs. Still, it means that he's out there skating ahead of schedule, which is infinitely better than being behind schedule. And yeah, Right, but for me, at the same time, Especially being a Cardinals fan, like you want to be cautious about. Right. Like I'm sure everybody wants to be like, oh, get him in as soon as possible. But you really like, and I like that Barubi has been saying this about Pareko. Like, like yeah, he could probably play today, but he's not 100, percent and we want him at 100. percent Like you don't want to run the risk of re-injuring any of these players because it could prove to be like a catastrophe, you know, and just right. kind of spiral out of control and, and turn into even worse things. Um, so yeah, especially a player like Tarasenko, you want to take your time and make sure that he's absolutely 100% ready to go. Um, because you know, especially being Russian, like you know he's going to be like, coach, like I can play, put me in. Like, dude, <laughs> sit down, relax, like get better. We're obviously okay without you for a little bit. Yeah, we'd be better with you. Um, but yeah, I think it's still promising to see him on the ice, but you want to 
kind of hold reservations and be like, okay, <laughs> right. calm down, reel in the horses, um, let him let him do his thing. Well, and and the best part of it is, you know, no slight to Vladimir Tarasenko, obviously, but like we don't need him back right now. Like adding Vladimir Tarasenko to this team, which has already com- been completely dominant, top of the Central, top of the West. You know, we said it a million times. It's it's a it's like it's almost like uh, bringing you know making a trade. It's it, for you know, you're you're adding a player on top of this. You're not you're not even filling in a hole as much as as much as yeah he did leave a hole. You, you got guys like Perron and and you know the younger guys and filling in filling in with those goals and Petrangelo getting a couple. So his his absence is is has been you know, filled for the most part by other players on the team. So adding him back is, is only going to make the team even better. You know, it's not like, it's not like they're, they're hurting without him. It's not like we're saying, man, I wish this team had Tarasenko. I wish this team had Tarasenko. It's, it's almost like you, you forget at times that like, Oh my God, this team still has Tarasenko sitting on the back burner and they, yeah. you know, right, ready to deploy him come playoff time. So it, it's, it's, it's good news for blues fans to see him out skating there, but it's also like they, they have the luxury to be able to take their time with it and, make sure he's back to 100%. It's it's not like a you know, it's not like a like you know, the Bruins right now, they're missing Tuka Rask. It's not like that situation where they definitely want him back as soon as possible because they're going to be hurting without him. It's it's you know, if he comes back tomorrow, great. If he comes back right before the playoffs, great. It it's only gonna. It's only just gonna make the team better. They aren't. They aren't. They're not struggling tremendously without him. They don't need him right now, which is a very, very nice luxury to have with a superstar sniper like Tarasenko and you know, arguably their their best goal scorer and the best goal scorer they've had in in recent history. It's, it's very. It's a very nice problem to have that your yeah. that your that your star player is is um, returning from injury soon. But you don't really, honestly, you don't know where to put him. Like, there's a question of when he comes back, <laughs> yeah, what, he's he, ride what the do pine. you do? Well, he's, not gonna, he's not going to ride the <laughs> pine, but like, but like, who? There's not an obvious answer of who's coming out. Obviously, give it, give it a couple months. We'll see who who's playing well, who's not. But right now, there's there's really no obvious answer. I mean, yeah, you could say Sanford, but then, you know, you got you still got guys like Cairo sitting out. You got you got a guy like Blay coming back soon. Who we'll see what Armstrong does at the deadline. And too many forwards is a good problem to have, but it's also it's also nice to just be able to say like whether he comes back tomorrow or whether he comes back in five months. There's there's not like some glaring hole in the offense that he would obviously fail. It's like, well, if he comes back now, maybe he'll go here and maybe this guy will get sent down. We really don't know. And that's, and that's nice because it's, it's definitely made the concern a little bit less. And I'm sure it's nice for Tarasenko to be able to really take his time and not feel pressure to come back and not like seeing the team struggle without him. Because I think that would be another thing. If, if the team was really hurting right now and their goal scoring was lacking, I think it would be, it would be a very different. He'd feel rushed. Right. Not even necessarily he'd feel rushed, but we'd be, we'd be anxious and we'd wanting him back as soon as possible and this would be an entirely different conversation uh, I think the takes on Twitter would be oh maybe oh god he's got to come back now he's got to come back now uh, we need him back as soon as possible does the, skate, the skating mean he's going to come back next week and instead the takes are like oh yeah you know who comes I, the, one of the top replies I got was who do you think who do you think comes out when Tarasenko comes back not even focusing on this team's so damn good right now like Oh my God! We're also going to add uh, one of the best goal scorers in the league to it. It's 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 exciting, and you know they're going to get him. Hopefully, get him back at the perfect time come playoffs, and they're they're in a comfortable spot now. They're going to hopefully, unless they have a 
spectacular collapse. They'll make the playoffs. So it, it's 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 the it's the icing on the cake. It's the cherry on top. It is, and I think um, I don't even know how how do I put this without trying to, like triggering the Facebook land that can't comprehend stuff. So it's obviously it's obviously it's obviously not a good thing that Tarasenko went down, right? Like it's right. never a good thing to see one of your players get hurt. Never. But I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise um, because, like, yeah, obviously you want to have him in the lineup, but I don't think Jordan Cairo gets like the same look like if he if Tarasenko's in the lineup. Um, and even like guys getting pulled up, like, uh, this isn't to deal with Tarasenko, but like Mikula due to injuries, um, even Pagansky, I think like maybe he didn't get into a game, maybe got into one game. I'm not sure. But even like practicing with the guys, like giving those guys like that experience, um, is a good thing overall. And so like you have a better sense of what's waiting in the wings, um, what kind of assets you can deal at the trade deadline if they want to make a move, um, things like that. So I think it's. I think it's yeah not it's not problematic I mean it is problematic not having <laughs> Tarasenko in the lineup I don't know what I'm trying there's, to say there's, but silver, there's, silver there's a silver, silver lining, lining. Yeah, yeah exactly thank you Josh thank silver you. lining yeah it, it's I mean that was even said about the Pareko injury was that like there it was an article I think on the athletic like that it was a blessing in disguise because it gave a guy like Mikola at a position where we thought oh man our prospects are not good there Mikola came up and looked like a certified NHLer for his time he was serviceable and like it was a big relief to know that a well you know worst comes to worst we need a guy like we need a guy to come up and play and he looked like Andre the Giant at the yeah. same time he was yeah. an what, is he, what is he eight foot five something like that <laughs> he's, he's a unit and he uses his size so well too like yeah. like just imagine, exactly the kind of imagine, defensive defenseman can you imagine you having, a, having a Colton Pareko and Nico Mikola on the same roster dare I say <laughs> on the ice at the same time I don't I don't I don't know I'm excuse me excuse my ignorance, but I'm not sure Mikola's handedness. You know that, Tommy? Do you know if they could ever if they I'm could ever sure. play together? Not sure off the top of my head. Mm, let me let me let me you feel, talk about some stuff. I'm gonna look that up real quick. Talk talk about Nico Mikola a little bit more. Will I will I find that out real quick? Yeah, I mean just just watching him play, like I think you saw like all the reporters like singing his praises um, and talking about how he just kind of like fits right into the game. Even like his playing style as a whole isn't really like far off from the NHL style. You know, he's just kind of like a stay-at-home defenseman. He sees the ice well, uh, plays the body well, protects the puck, does everything you want a defenseman to do. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure that helps <laughs> Jay Bomeister say, like, okay, if I do decide to retire, then right. they've got this guy right. too, as well as Mitch right. Ranke, as well as Jake Wallman, all these guys waiting in the wings. Tommy, um, I, got, I, got some good, I got some good news. Go, um, Nico Mikola is a lefty. Colton Perico is a righty. So so we can we can have the we can have the the, the dynamic game. duo. Oh my god. <laughs> Batman the, and Robin. <laughs> the the um, you know the 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 DeMarcus Cousins Anthony Davis uh, duo <laughs> out there. Can you imagine going down against a 6-5 and a 6-6 six, six defenseman? So six six eight and, and six six nine on skates. Jeez, gonna be able to see the net. There's they, they could probably just stretch the each of their sticks could probably just 
cover the entire entire defensive zone defensive if they just zone, fully yeah. stretched out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's size is very important. We've seen guys that just get make it to the NHL on pure size alone, and they suck and they're not good, but they're big. But they're big you know, boys. But yeah. they're big boys, and you got, got them thickums. And and we're lucky that a guy like Pareko is huge and also one of, if not the fastest skater on the team. Yeah. And it, that it kind of gives a guy like even if a guy like Mikola is is you know maybe not the fastest maybe not the you know the speediest guy out there you got a guy like Pareko and again this is purely hypothetical who knows if they'll ever play together but you know a guy like Pareko who's big and <clears throat> quick as hell obviously, kind of obviously like, Pareko's not a big hitter but can you imagine like that dude just hitting you at full speed yeah, I mean, oh he's, my god you've seen him you've seen him go for it a few times but I mean yeah. he's, not, he's not a big hitter not like he can't throw him it's just he right kind of, right he's, it's like he, not part of his I feel, like, I feel like he doesn't want to hurt guys I, I mean you saw the oh god I don't remember who it was against but last year he had that cross check or whatever that you know he got and he almost he went over he ran went over and apologized to the guy yeah he was like you know oh sorry I didn't mean to didn't mean to hurt I think okay. I think like in his mind and I think I think it's a fair conversation to have that he's a lot better with his stick and he feels like he doesn't want to like miss a check and then get out of position and leave his yeah. goaltender out to yeah. dry which I'm sure like absolutely that's a fair absolutely. argument but like absolutely. oh man if he ever figured out how to like line guys up right like potentially like on a secure basis like all the time holy crap yeah, <laughs> he likes yeah. the Dano Chara yeah I mean, <laughs> and he he hasn't had you know the best year but you know you look at you look at him in the playoffs last year he there were talks of him winning the winning the friggin Colin Smythe and if you looked yeah. at um if you looked at I don't remember what the exact numbers were but if you looked at the game seven of that Stanley Cup final him and him and Petrangelo, oh, either oh, no, him or Petrangelo was out there for like fifty nine minutes and fourteen. Like basically, there was only like a minute where there wasn't one of Petrangelo or Pareko <laughs> out there, and like having that luxury to just have two shutdown defensemen, but like each for kind of different reasons. Petrangelo's Mister Reliable, you know, you don't really have to most of the time you don't have to worry about him making mistakes. You can, you know, you can put him out there and be confident he's going to make the right play. And then a guy like Pareko, who's just a monster defensively, and, and even if when he seems like he's out of the play, all of a sudden he just reaches his ten foot stick out and, and poke checks you. It's, it's again, I've said this a lot. It's it's a nice luxury for the Blues to have, and I feel like like you said, the injuries as much as they suck. You know, if Pareko doesn't go down, you don't see a guy like Mikola play. You don't. Maybe you don't even. Maybe the front office and the team doesn't realize what he's capable of. Similar to Jordan Binnington last year, they're just like, oh, you know what? Screw it. We're last in the NHL. Let's try this kid, and he goes on to lead them to a Stanley Cup, break all sorts of records, make the All Star game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's just one of those things where, like, yeah, silver lining. And uh, I feel like there's a lot of times where injuries derailed our season. You know, the year before last, the Schwartz injury pretty much started the downfall of the season and didn't really recover from that versus this year injuries as much as they suck and as much as it, you never want to see guys go down, they've been, not benefited from it, but but there's you could honestly say like at the end of the day, at the end of the year, there's once Tarasenko goes back and healthy, well then you also got a guy like Kairou who you may not have seen in the NHL as much this year if it weren't for Tarasenko's injury. So exactly. it's, it's right. It's it's silver lining and it's it's a very nice position to be in and a nice problem to have and a lot to be optimistic about in that sense. 
Um, moving yeah. moving forward, another another nice position to be in would be Ooh. in the Super Bowl after um, not being in the Super Bowl for fifty plus years, and that's yeah. what the Kansas City Chiefs are in right now, um, and, waiting on their opponent. I think currently uh, the Forty Niners are thirty four thirteen with thirty four thirteen. So it's which never count on, never count on Aaron Rodgers like San Francisco. But we'll see. We'll we'll keep we'll see. we'll stay updated as we talk about this. But yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a Patriots fan. So Josh, I, I'm, who do you think uh, who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Who do I think? And who do you think is going to win? Yeah. So I was going to preface uh, before I get. I was going to say I'm a Patriots fan. So it's as much as you know. You know, before you guys all yell at me, I my honest my take on this is honestly I'm kind of glad to be able to watch this from a from an outsider's perspective for once. As as fun as it's been. Oh, as fun, hey, hold on. As fun, hold on. You didn't let me finish. I told you to not do that. I'm sick. As as nice as it's been, it, it's all. I I'm a little. I, I'm a little like. Not embarrassed, but a little like a little like okay, yeah, I get it. We're winning. Like I'm so, almost like sorry, like you know, I, I'm I get I almost get the hate a little bit in the sense that like, you know, it, it, Patriots have been in freaking nine straight AFC championships. So it's been, it's nice to be able to look at it from an outside perspective. I've never been able to be a neutral in in the, in the AFC or in the AFC championship game. So it's it's exciting. Um, but, so yeah, the Chiefs uh, were. Down early to Tennessee, and then Patrick's Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes pulled some Madden twenty bullshit, <laughs> and just just you know never looked back. That 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 touchdown run was he's not fair. Incredible. Not fair. Not fair at all. It's well, not even like it's not even like Mahomes is like because there's like good quarterbacks in the league, but Mahomes is just like such an elite athlete that like. Every aspect, like I feel like you could put him at wide receiver and he'd like break yeah. guys' ankles. And, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's just so, a superb athlete. Eleven seconds left in the quarter, and he just goes on a thirty-yard touchdown run. Spin moves three guys, breaks like six <laughs> tackles. Yeah. I, I I tweeted out like I, if that's that's the type of shit that you, you're playing the on Madden twenty, you're playing the computer, you rank the, you ramp the difficulty up, and that's one of those bullshit plays where you literally can't do anything and you smash your controller against the wall. Yeah. It, it's 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 just unfair in that sense it, and you know and then potentially their opponent is San Francisco oh, oh boy Green Bay touchdown oh boy mm. oh boy how much time's left uh, eight minutes left Jeez. so I guess we might have to uh, 34 20 34 if they if they hit the extra point um, Jeez. but yeah Rogers. So, so San Francisco is up right now their defense has been spectacular this year Oh my God, Jimmy Garoppolo, four for six, forty-eight yards. What? <laughs> what? What? Is that? Oh my God, he's thrown the ball six times. Oh, their running back. Or he's got two hundred yards though. Raheem he? Mostert, 22, <laughs> twenty-two rushes for two hundred and five yards. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Okay, so. If it's San Francisco, you got the you know the best defense in the league against the best offense in the league. Um, that would be a fun one to watch. Uh, and if it's if it's the Packers, you've got a rematch of the first ever Super Bowl. So that's that would also be really cool. Yeah, first ever Super Bowl. On. But then you got but then you got um, Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, two of the top quarterbacks in the league, duking it out. Um, it would yeah. be it would, that would be really exciting. I I, I think. I think either way, I, I take the Chiefs over either of these teams. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about you, 
But I, I disagree. I think really? I think if the Packers I think if the Packers make it, I think the Chiefs win. I think if the 49ers make it, I don't uh, I could see the Chiefs winning, but I if I had, if I was a betting man, uh, I would put money on the 49ers just oh, because yeah. their defense is absolutely locked down. Um, especially like when they want to be and when they really like um, put the clamps on and as opposed to the Chiefs defense, the Chiefs defense is not good. Yeah. Let's just get yeah. that out there. They want, they like getting in those. It's kind of like Colorado. They like getting in those like uh, speed games and like races where each team's just scoring back and forth and they just outduel their opponent. Yeah. Um, and I, but I don't. I, I, don't, I don't think the 49ers have like an elite offense, but it's good enough, especially with this running back fl- flying on all cylinders. Um, it's good enough that they could cut up the Chiefs defense. Yeah, and then and then hold them out. Fair, and I guess one thing that I didn't really consider that kind of makes me, I, I kind of makes me scale back my confidence a little, a little bit is uh, Andy Reid. Kind of, he he doesn't have the best reputation in in, <laughs> in those games, in those moments. He's so that could be, you know, it, it, a lot of Bill Belichick is the master of showing that no matter what the what the teams look like on paper, if you outcoach your opponent, you can yeah. win no matter what. So I think that's that's kind of uh, un, you know an underrated facet of this. There's not really any super proven coaches um, that are that are remaining. So I think that's going to be really interesting to see how those guys game plan and see what their what their abilities look like on the greatest stage in football and maybe the greatest stage in sports. Um, you know, from a from a national standpoint, it's one game to determine the entire season. No other sport has has that besides you yeah. know college sports, but you know it, it's definitely there's a lot that goes into it, and I think predictions are are a little silly for the Super Bowl because there's so much that goes into it that like you, you know besides besides when it's like a clear, you know, a clear favorite, you can't really know what to expect on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I think on paper, you know, the Chiefs' offense is just is just absurd. Patrick Mahomes is. A god among men. It's like greatest show on turf esque. Yeah, probably not as good, but yeah, it's new. So regardless of what happens, I think it's going to be a, a really good game. I think seeing what Mahomes can do in the Super Bowl would be exciting, and then you, maybe you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers who, you know, probably you know doesn't have the best reputation in. in the I mean not, not I I wouldn't put that on him. His team doesn't have the best reputation in in games like that. He, he's he's never really taken that next step. He's he, he, that team hasn't. I, I don't want to again. Aaron Rodgers is amazing. Hail Marys. Blah 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 blah. But it, it would be interesting. It's it's guys that have haven't been there. You know, it's not it's not Tom Brady who's done it fifteen times. It's 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 new guys. It's it's a new environment. It's. Un, very unpredictable in that sense. You know, it's the Super Bowl. It, it, no matter what, no matter what the preparations are going in, no matter what the, no matter what the teams look like on paper, no matter what do, what happens in the first quarter, it's shown that anything can happen, and and it's it's truly magical in, in the sense that you're you're bound to get except for it, most of the time you're bound to get a, a really memorable game, and you can really see how it unfolds in 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 the sense that. You know, it, it's, it's a chess match. It's it, it really is, and seeing seeing teams there that have you don't see every year is going to be exciting. And teams that you know don't match up a lot, it'll be it's going to be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. It is going to be fun to watch. I I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. I just hope it's not as 
uh, as riveting as last year's Super Bowl was, was like the last one <laughs> was like 12 to six or something. Just Hell ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, I think we, we can speak for everybody when we say we hope we, we hope it's nothing like that. Um, but yeah, it, it should be a fun one. Yeah. Like you said, highest, highest powered offense against highest powered defense. Potentially. Uh, or we'll see Aaron. Yeah. Potentially. Or we'll see Aaron Rodgers against Pat Mahomes. So yeah. yeah. Either way, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a beauty. Oh yeah, and I mean, you know, it, it's it's one of those one of those things where where regardless of the result, it's always a it's always a really fun time, Super Bowl parties and that sort of thing, and it's it's a, it's a national holiday. It really is. It's it's a national holiday, and oh my god, I just realized I don't have any classes on Mondays, so that's huge. Um, <laughs> I you know I've well I've always said that we should ha- there should be no school no work no nothing the day after the Super Bowl because yeah. everybody is hungover, everybody's been up all night nobody wants to work or learn, so I mean but yeah it it I'm looking forward to it um in a, you know as much as this is a, a very entitled thing to say I'm very I'm excited to watch finally be able to watch, not watch my team in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> You know, as much. As I guess I, I can. I can kind of understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah, because... and like, and like, and like, I fully mean it in the sense that, like, I'm. I don't want to say I'm sick of it because that's again, that that's a very entitled thing to say. But it, it it's it, it's nice to have not as much pressure. It's, right, you can it's actually nice enjoy the, the game on. instead of right instead riding of, the roller coaster. Exactly, exactly. It's it, you know the Super Bowl is super exciting, and I feel like you know when your team's you know, watching as much as it's fun to watch your team in it. I I definitely missed out in years past on just purely enjoying the ups and the downs of it, and instead of you know instead of shitting my pants every every. Uh, time the the opponent has the ball i'll be able to just appreciate every play for what it is so i'm i'm i'm, I'm really excited i'm looking forward to whoever they whoever they play uh whether green bay can pull off a miraculous comeback i'm probably going to turn that game on as i edit this podcast right after this um but yeah it, it's gonna be a fun one yeah i can, i feel that for sure that's that's kind of been my life after the after the rams left it's just been like a free agent fan so like i kind of kind of associate with the Chiefs especially like they're just I don't know I, I don't really like consider myself a Chiefs fan like I'm more of just like a football fan in general now right so more I just a, more of just a bandwagon no not really a, not even really a bandwagon because I'm like I just watch every game like yeah I'm gonna pull for the Chiefs because I know like a lot of my friends are Chiefs fans so I want them to be happy but personally there's no there's no like it's not passion like I have for the blues. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't watch each game like biting my fingernails and stuff like that. I'm just like, Oh, Pat Mahomes threw a bomb again. That was sick. Or like the Titans, like Derrick Henry broke a huge run. Like that was sick. Like even if it's the opponent, like scoring on that, I'm like, okay, that was pretty freaking cool. And it's just, it's cool to appreciate the sport as a whole instead of just like getting caught up in that roller coaster. Like we were talking. And I think one, one of the huge benefits of it is, is, you know, when you got team in, in years past, it's been very methodical, very like X's and O's. You know, it's that's the Patriots style. It's it's like you said last year. The final score was what twelve to nine or something stupid like yeah, that. Something it's, like it's, that. it's it's I don't want to say boring, um, but it's been a defensive you know battle. And and this year, I feel like the potential is there for it to be a lot more of an open game. Uh, you see, see Mahomes, you know, pull some pull some magic and bomb bomb passes down the field yeah that's really that's really the thing that like 
it's nice having the Chiefs in there, especially for the NFL, because like you can never really count them out of a game because they can score. Was it? I think it was three touchdowns in three minutes against uh, uh, whoever they came. The Texans uh, when they came back against them. So, like even if even if uh, 49ers or Green Bay goes up like. 20 points, and you're still going to watch because Pat Mahomes could yeah, potentially pull an upset. Yeah, a bit of an update. Uh, Niners currently have the ball on the Green Bay 32 with about five and a half minutes left. So if they score here, they'd be up by three scores, which I, I don't want to count Aaron Rodgers out. But, you know, five and a Friends half minutes, three scores, that's against the San Francisco defense. That's that's it's tough to do. You're pretty happy if you're a Niners fan. Again, I can't wait to to immediately stop hitting record and then or as soon as I hit stop recording, uh, Aaron Rodgers is gonna throw like eight touchdown passes. <laughs> no, yeah, we but, won't get the reactions. But as it's currently looking, all right, yeah, let's just do this. As it's currently looking, Niners Chiefs Give me your score prediction. Go. Niners Chiefs. Um, if, I'll if, say... If it stands as it is. <sighs> Let me see here. I'll say... I'll say the Niners win, and I'll say it's going to be... Hmm. I'll say... Let's go 24 to 20. That'll be my score. Four to 20. Yeah. Right. I think the Niners will get out to a lead um, because the Chiefs like doing their scheduled plays and they don't really work. And, and then once they figure out what the defense is doing, then they start kind of getting like a feel for it. But the problem is the 49ers defense is so good. Um, I think they're still going to have difficulty and maybe become frustrated. I think they're going to start picking it up towards the end, but it's going to be too late. And that's where their points are gonna come in. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Kansas City thirty five thirty four. Let's go thirty four. Thirty four thirty one. Mm, do thirty five. Nah, not thirty four. It's gonna be they score five touchdowns. It's gonna be a one score game. It's gonna be a one score game. It's gonna be a one score game. Thirty four thirty one. Lock it in. Um I'm I'm gonna be so wrong, but it's okay. Because this is a hockey podcast. Um yeah, and I think I think that's all we got today, Tommy. You got anything else for the, for the lovely listeners out there? No, that sounds about good to me. All right, go ahead and ra- go ahead and bring her home then. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening today uh, to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network, and your number one source for daily blues and sports content. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys have mailbag questions, obviously send those in. Um, we're going to try and get those back on Friday for you guys. And obviously the gauntlet is coming up as well then. Um, so stay tuned for that. Also, we're going to have a couple guests coming up, um, and we'll post some teasers, all that good jazz. Um, so stay tuned. Let's go blues. Let's go blues.